Hey guys, welcome. This is Miguel Esparza. Miguel Esparza. Miguelito. Miguelón. However you want to call me. Welcome. Bienvenidos. Esta es Mi Vida en la Radio. My Radio Life. All right, so... Ah, uh, where are we? We're in episode four. Wow. All right. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you for being back. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Just thank you in general. Muchas gracias a todos ustedes. Y thank you. Muchísimas gracias. De verdad que it makes me feel special that um, a lot of people are listening. And uh, it, it's just, you know, it's overwhelming to receive messages of support, messages of just telling me how they've enjoyed what I've been putting out for you guys. And, and I tell you, we're talking about a long time here that, that uh, I hope I can be here with you guys. And obviously with your support, well, that's that's what I'll do. Episode four, before I ended episode three, I stayed on this. My culture, my upbringing, and uh, when I go into the business of radio, where I was told <laughs> that I could only express one side of my culture. Huh? Man, you know, okay, so let's go por partes. So if you're new to the podcast, thank you so much for being here. Mi nombre es Miguel, and I was born in Chicago. I was born at Cook County Hospital, and I was raised on uh, the Humble Park area. I used to live on Cortland and California. Pero también viví en Puerto Rico. Before I go into this, I'm going to share with you guys this video that I recorded a couple of years ago. And the reaction that I've gotten from this video is a big part of why I wanted to jump into this podcast as well. Because it just opened up my eyes to the interest that's out there for just knowing about people. And when I say knowing about people, it's a video that I was producing and top three questions that I get. When people find out that I am half Mexican and half Puerto Rican. Ahora, yo siempre um, me he sentido, I want to say de ambos, you know, just not one. But when it comes to music, I was always more inclined towards the regional Mexican music format. I have, a, I have two sisters and I have a brother. So, mi hermana mayor, she is more of salsa, merengue, bachata, just the tropical music. So, we identified ourselves with who we were with music. Ella se identificaba, and, I, and trust me, I love salsa, I love merengue, I love it. But it was just her thing, you know, it was it was her. Um, my brother, who is younger, he, um, what does he like? He likes everything. He likes a lot of oldies. He has a very broad taste of music. You, if his, his playlist is like a meme that I saw before of just a bunch of different and random artists, well, that's his playlist. Like he could have Vicente one moment, then he'll have Elvis Presley. You know, so that's that's he's just all over the place. My little sister, she was more of, I want to say, what is her style? I know she liked the, the Mexican, the the regional Mexican uh, format. Um, I think she liked more of hip hop, rap. I think. Um, But yeah, I think that the, the the younger siblings were the most different. I think that my sister Daisy and myself identified ourselves right away Mexican and Puerto Rican, you know. So that was just that. And uh, so for me, when I decided that what I wanted to do was go into the radio industry, well, you know, for me that was 
I, there was only one station. There was only one station that I wanted to work at. It was only one station that I was going to accept. It was only one station that, that I, I dreamt about being at. Funny, right? It's crazy because... I, here I am. I could have been at, at at any other station. Well, not that I could have been, but you know, I I could have applied to many more. So when I get to the school, um, they have you uh, set up uh your resume and whatnot and start sending that out. They give you a list of radio stations, uh, radio stations in Chicago where you need to get an internship by a certain date. So for me, I wanted to go to La Ley. That was it. There was no other option for me. I didn't care for any other station. I didn't care for any English station. I didn't care for the other uh, Mexican regional station where I, I currently work at for that company, but I wanted La Ley. That was it. That was the station that I listened to. And that was the station that I wanted to be a part of. So I sent my resume. They took forever. They never, they didn't, they, they weren't replying. Um, I even said, I remember this so clearly. Now we were helping my uncle at a house over there on the north side. He was doing something, some kind of fixing up or something like that. And uh, I went, <laughs> I, I had the resume to send and, and I sent one last resume. And I said, this one's going to La Ley. This is the last one that I'm going. If they don't reply after this, I'm going to go to other stations. And Segundo, you know, like, oh, I'm mad. So you better look at, you better call me back, you know, because if not, you're going to lose out on me. <laughs> That's where I was, you know. So I was like, you know what? I'm sending it. That's the one that I got the call. All right. So I go into La Ley. I do my internship. I do my training. I, I do the board op. And then I go and I get hired. So when I get hired, one of the persons that was uh, the guy that was training me, because I had a first session with him, and then I had the session with the girls, with Karina and Veronica. But he told me, and, and I still remember this, like, it was like, hey, man, you know, he found out that I was half and half. And, and, and I think everyone, well, I don't know if everyone knew, but he knew. And he was like, you know what? Te voy a dar un consejo. No, nunca digas que, que you're, you know, half Puerto Rican. Never say that you're half Puerto Rican. And I was like, man. Well, that kind of sucks, right? You know, but here I am, you know, I'm 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 trying to get into the business, right? So I was like, okay, I'll do whatever. I, I won't say anything. No, es que la gente no, no te va, no te va a aceptar. You're not going to be accepted by the radio listeners because what are they going to think if, you know, they find out that you're half Mexican and half Puerto Rican? Y yo acá, I was like, well, whatever. He must know what he's talking about, right? Because he's been in this industry for a long time. So there I go. I never said anything. And that's part of the surprise of when people find out that I am half Puerto Ricano, mitad Mexicano, and people react in the funniest ways ever. You know, if they, if, if the people that get to know me around my family, they hear me, y mi acento es el acento puertorriqueño. Cuando yo hablo con ella, pues siempre va a ser así. Ahora, cuando estoy hablando con eh, personas de la radio, el radio escuchas o whatever, el acento pues es más marcado, el acento mexicano, ¿no? Y de hecho, eh, gente hasta el día de hoy se dan cuenta de, you know, I'm half Puerto Rican. And they're like, wait, wait, what, what, when, since, since when is Miguel Puerto Rican? <laughs> so anyway, listen to this video. This was uh, back in, this was two years ago. I actually posted this video on YouTube. And to this day, I still get responses on this video. So check it out. Today, what I'm going to talk about is about three things. All right. Top three questions that I get when people find out that I am half Mexican and half Puerto Rican. That's what I want to talk about today. Three things, the top three questions that I get when people find out that I'm half Mexican and half Puerto Rican. Number one, the top question I get, they uh, come at me and they say, hey, you know, what does it feel like? What does it feel like to be Mexican and Puerto Rican? 
Well, it feels like nothing. It feels like it's normal. I guess I feel like you feel um, whatever ethnicity you are, whatever background you have. It feels like absolutely nothing. I think I have the best of three worlds. I was born here in Chicago, and I, uh, my mom is from San Sebastián, Puerto Rico. My dad is from Ciudad Juárez, Mexico. Yo viví en San Sebastián, Puerto Rico. Yo viví, yo fui a la escuela ya un tiempo. So I, I have the best of three worlds. Now, um, number two, when I get uh, the question I get here, number two is, um, Miguel, ¿con cuál te identificas más? Which one do I identify myself more as, Mexican or Puerto Rican? And I go back to the same thing. I, I love all my cultures. I love the fact that I was born here in the United States and, and I grew up uh, in the United States. I did live in Puerto Rico. Um, disfruto todo lo que es la comida mexicana, comida puertorriqueña. I enjoy it all. It's just a beautiful thing. So, no me identifico con una más que la otra. Me gusta la música mexicana. Todo lo que es Vicente Fernández, Juan Gabriel, La Banda del Recodo, you name it, I love it. Igual lo que es Urbano, Salsa, Merengue, anything within the realm of music. I love music in general. I love the oldies as well. I'm a big Elvis fan. Now, la número tres. Número tres es, hey Miguel, um, how do you fake your accent or how is it that you change your accent? Well, here's the thing. I don't fake my accent. That's an accent that I do have. Mucha gente que habla conmigo y me conoce, vuelvo y te repito, me conocen por ser mexicano. Entonces, cuando escuchan hablar eh, con el acento mexicano, pues así es que me identifican. Pero cuando de repente yo cambio, que estoy hablando con alguien que es boricua, they're like, what was that? You know, because they never thought that I had that accent. Now, when I'm at home and speak to my mom, my accent is boricua. When I'm at home and I speak to my dad, el acento es un poco más marcado, más mexicano. Entonces, I think that's, a, I love it. And I think that you guys will identify with me as well. If you're half Mexican, half Puerto Rican, I know you have these questions before. Um, if you're half uh, from Ecuador, Salvador, Mexicano, wherever you're from, I want to see your comments right here. Uh, give me those questions that you get. All right, so that's what it is, you know. So that's that's the funny part, you know. It, it, and I, I still get to this day like a bunch of uh, comments on that video talking about how they identify with me. And a lot of people, you know, they go through the same deal. Like this has, let's see, how many comments on here? It's it's ton of, tons of comments on there. Es una buena cantidad. Y entonces a mí se me prendió el cerebro. Yo dije, okay, so I want to explore this a little bit more because. I know I'm not the only one that has a father that is Mexican and a mother that's Puerto Rican. And I'm not the only one who vice versa, no? Or de la República Dominicana, eh, Mexicano, Español y uh, Venezolano, Colombiano con Puerto Riqueño, Colombiano con Mexicano, uh, Italiano con Mexicano. You know, all that, all those combinations, I'm sure they exist. And I'm sure we all experience, you know, these different reactions. Ahora, there's a lot of words that can be confusing that that might have the same meaning or for example so if somebody asks you how much money you have okay so puerto rican oye cuánto chavo tú tienes chavos en puerto rico significa money que en mexico chavos significa young men or, or guys you know hey voy con los chavos you know hey me voy de parrandan con los chavos está bien you know, so there's these these words that that you you can uh, mix up and have these different uh, meanings. Por ejemplo, goma. All right, una goma en Puerto Rico. Goma is a tire, like a tire for your car. Hey, necesito una goma para el carro. You know, so in Mexico, goma is una goma de mascar, which is gum, like goma. Ahí está. Esa es otra palabra 
que you can confuse, you know, because that's that's another thing, you know, it's just the, the way that things are said, are said, pastel, all right? So in Mexico, queremos pastel, 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 I want some cake, right? In Puerto Rico, bizcocho, yo quiero bizcocho, you know, cake. Those are, te digo, otra de las cosas, cuantas palabras, you know, that you can mix up, that have that, it's the same word, but have different meaning in a different culture. Me gustaría. I'd love for you guys to go ahead and comment. I don't know if you can comment on podcasts. I think you can. So how about we try this? How about for this episode, you guys leave your comments in words that you've heard that sometimes it's like, dude, like, well, what are you talking about, right? Pastel. Bueno, nuevamente, no? Pastel para los puertorriqueños. Pues un pastel. It's just the uh, most amazing tasting thing ever. So it's kind of like a, a blend of... Uh, bananas green bananas you make you you grind it right you you make it like kind of like a, a i'm not gonna say a dough pero es una masa so you know you make this this you grind these these green bananas and then as es una masa and then you fill it up with whatever choice of meat that you want you wrap them up in a banana leaf and then you wrap them up whether in paper or aluminum foil to cook those you boil them You know, they boil and then they're just so nice and tender. Now, el debate para la gente puertorriqueña. For you guys that have tasted pasteles and you know what I'm talking about, te hago la pregunta a ti. Ketchup or no ketchup? I love my pasteles con ketchup. I put ketchup on them and I put some hot sauce. Whether it's like salsa molcajete. See, that's the best of both worlds for me. I love making my salsa molcajete, having fresh salsa at the house. So I can mix up unos pasteles puertorriqueños con salsa molcajete. And I'll tell you, the taste that it acquires, it's so, so good. So... You know, I've always said I've, I have the best of three worlds. I have the best of being born in the United States, my mom being from Puerto Rico, my dad being from Mexico. I've always had that, you know. So when I lived in Puerto Rico, yo vivía ya cuando tenía... So let's say 10. Just stay with an even number, right? Are you that kind of person? You you gotta, you have to be on, on the even numbers. Well, there you go. So let's stay with the even number. I, let's say I was 10 when I was living, living in Puerto Rico. Me tocó ir a la escuela ya, so I, I went to school over there, and, and, and it was so cool, so different from going to school here in Chicago. I went to public schools throughout, so I went to Yates, which was over there by Augusta, Off of Ashland, a couple of blocks down. Um, I also went to Cameron, which was over there by uh, Division and Grand-ish. Monticello, maybe. Um, and I also went to Morton Career Academy. I loved my little blue school. Uh, Morton Career Academy was that, a career academy. And they taught you. It was cool because I learned so much about, about black history. I felt like it was Black History Month every month. You know, they were always... <laughs> it was predominantly black, the school. So every... I think it was every month we had assemblies, which was cool. You know, you, you get to learn and, and you appreciate the struggles, you know, when you're there and you're seeing it and, and, you're, and you're learning about it. Because a lot of the schools in Chicago or in anywhere else, they don't teach you about that. But I was able to learn that because I was there at Morton Career Academy. And I tell you, I, I learned songs and, and all kinds of good stuff from there. And it was cool. Also, we had uh, something that you don't get at, at Chicago public schools. We had like a workshop. 
I had I was in advanced science, so I loved that school. I was in an I listen to this. I was in an advanced reading class as well. I I was I've always been very smart. I just never liked school, so that's why I didn't go to like a, a university or college or whatever. I just decided to go to a broadcasting school because I felt that I all the schooling that I had. I, that was all I needed, you know? But anyway, that was just me. That's that's how I decided to carry my life. I'm not saying don't go to school. I'm not saying, you know, don't get a degree. I'm just saying, you know, just be sure that you're getting what you, you know, what you want to do in life. And, and I'll tell you, I know people that have gone to school and, and have received their degrees or earned their degrees and they're not doing anything with it. So I'm not one to say, hey, I'm for school. Because at the end of the day, you know, this is why our system is so screwed up. And I'm, I'm getting into a totally different topic. And I'll veer away from that in a second. But listen to you when I tell you this. You know, you're going to school, right, for so many years. Because you go to you go to grammar school, you go to high school, you go to college or the university. And, and some of these these courses, some of these degrees, you know, you need to go to school for what? Uh, four, four, I think it's, it's the standard. But then you go to six, eight, ten. And a lot of people... They come out of that going to school for four, six, ten years, and what happens? They're in debt. They're, they're they owe so much money in, in student loans, and then on top of that, you're out and about trying to find a job, but they won't give you a job because you don't have experience. I'm sorry. That's just to me. That's a screwed up system. But that's like I said. That's another topic, another realm, something else that I really don't want to talk about. So, um, so back to that. You know, I think I've always had the best of both worlds because. Así como disfruto la comida mexicana, a cheeseburger or, or whatever, you know. I love my Mexican food and I love my Puerto Rican food. Me encanta. And guess what? You know, I learned how to cook. I, I was the guy that was next to my mom in the kitchen because I was always hungry. No, I was next to her because I wanted to, you know, I wanted to learn how to cook. I wanted to know how to prepare those meals that she prepared you know i wanted to learn how to make arroz con gandules and i'll tell you that thing's popular people love it people love arroz con gandules it's just so good so so soft and and just the the the, the combinations of flavors it, i love it i'm the kind of guy that i love to learn different things you know when it comes to cooking i'm the kind of guy that thinks that cooking is like a blank canvas and you have to combine different things to come out with a, you know, a great meal. And you can't be afraid of screwing up because then you're not, you're never going to cook. So I liked, I enjoy it. I enjoy cooking um, this summer with pandemic and everything. I enjoyed my backyard like never before. I was out there making breakfast, lunch, and dinner on my griddle. It was just, te digo, algo que me encantó. Um, el poder disfrutar de esos momentos. You know, I enjoyed that backyard. My dog Milo enjoyed it like there was no tomorrow. So yes, I introduced to you my dog Milo. I have Milo and I have a cat named Micho. Those are my babies. Those are my pets. Those are those are my life. You know, so he loved it. Um, so that was that, you know. But see, I know how to cook Mexican food. I know how to cook Puerto Rican food, American food. Y lo que no sé preparar, hey, I'll go on YouTube and I'll find a recipe. I'll find a way to make it because at the end of the day, 
it's all out there for you to do. So that's how I felt, you know, that that was, you know, important for me. Just cooking. <laughs> cooking was important to me, right? I had to. So I learned a lot from my mom and just, you know, chiles rellenos. Uh, oh, man, los chiles rellenos. Like, dude, I love them. You know, I know how to make that. I know how to make uh, what else? I, 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 tacos, uh, you name it, tortas, whatever. We'll make it. So that's why I've always said I have the best of three worlds. I think that's just the, the way that, that things are. But back to my radio life when I was told not to mention that I was half Puerto Ricano, you know, because people were not going to accept me because it was a regional Mexican format radio station. And I look at it now and I'm like, dude, like, really? You know, really? I was speaking to a radio colleague, one of those OGs from back in the day. Over the summer, I was able to share the microphone with him. He's Puerto Rican. And he told me how he was working at the, uh, a regional Mexican radio station, regional format. And a lot of his coworkers would tell him, like, or tell people, like, go protest against this guy because he's taking our spots and he's not even Mexican. You know, that, uh, that racism that exists within our Latino community, racist against latinos latinos against latinos that's the worst you know and 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 this other conversation oh mexicans hate puerto ricans that i think back in the day i think it definitely was a thing because i remember my mom mentioning that when her parents found out that she was dating a mexican they flipped because the only thing that they knew about mexicans and and this is just crazy to think of pero lo único que ellos pensaban cuando escuchaban mexicanos, they would think that it was just borrachos. They would go with that image of the guy, the drunk guy sitting under a cactus. You know what I mean? Like, that's the, the image that they had of Mexicans. And that's crazy to me. It, it really is. It's like, it, it really blows my mind because, well, that's just not how it is. Digo... ¿A quién no le gusta echarse su chelita con un buen mariachi y disfrutar, verdad? Obviamente. My dad, I'll tell you, my dad, I could, if I've seen my dad in my lifetime, in my lifetime, since I remember, drink 24 beers, I think that's a lot. I don't think I've ever seen him drink a total amount of 24 beers in my lifetime. He was never one to, to drink. Like, he was never that person that you'd see with a beer in the parties. Like, very rarely, prob probably for, like, Thanksgiving, he would have a beer. Um, Christmas, he'd have a beer. New Year's, but that's it. Not for birthday parties, nothing like that. So, you know, I never saw it growing up. Therefore, when I come into the radio station, that's when I start encountering that People are just, they just love to drink, you know? I'm going to events and everyone's drinking and I didn't drink. I was, I know, I think I took my first beer at age 23, maybe 24. So <laughs> it was a constant battle of, of people trying to get me to drink. And I was like, no, I just don't want it. You know, like the day that I want it, that's the day that I'm going to drink, you know? And <laughs> stupid, right? The way that I started drinking, here it goes. All right. So. <laughs> I'm going a little bit intimate into my life. I was in love with this girl. Or I thought I was in love. I really wasn't in love with her. And uh me despreció. Like she yeah, you know, it, it just she she would just, you know, she would she would give me like uh she would give me a little bit of trying to make me think that she, you know, liked me back and 
but then she'd take it all away. So, <laughs> so yeah, that was, that was, so when it just definitely all finished and everything, uh, a friend of mine was like, no, you need a beer. And I was like, no, I don't want to drink because I don't drink. You need a beer. So he took me out to this restaurant and I think I probably had like two beers max three maybe man i was so drunk <laughs> i was so drunk and i still had to go to work so this guy drives me to the radio station and he was drunk imagine that how stupid right so yeah so i think i tasted my first beer at age 24 23 or 24 then he go yo bien despechado like that was my first uh encounter with alcohol Back to my grandparents. So they were very upset. They they didn't want my mom to to marry my my father or, or not even marry because they weren't even thinking about getting married. But they had to because my grandfather said, "All right, we're moving back to Puerto Rico. No vamos todo para Puerto Rico. Take all his. I think it was like eleven kids. I think take all of them back. We're all going back." And by then, my other aunt was also dating a Mexican. So they were like, if you want to stay, well, you got to get married within these next two weeks. So imagine that they make them get married. So they got married because they, you know, they were forced to to get married or they were never going to see each other again because her parents were going to take her back to Puerto Rico. Now, hasta este día, my parents are together. They've created a loving family for us. My dad always worked his butt off for us like all i can say is he he did everything necessary for us to live a happy life he provided for us with everything that we that we needed and more and viajes like he would take us out on random trips or just you know let's go let's go here let's go eat let's go do this like so nunca nos faltó nada we always had everything we needed and more so i i really appreciate them and, and to this day they're together um my parents are alive which is a blessing and, and take care of your parents because with this pandemic everything's just going haywire but back to that you know everyone thought that puerto ricans don't like mexicans or vice versa so my mom when she finds out that they told me, you know, que no dijera, que I was half Puerto Rican. She was like, no, you just can't, don't, you can't say it because, you know, it's going to affect your career. But she felt bad. I know she felt bad. You know, I know that you got to feel bad, you know, and, and, and it sucked because I, I think that, that I made her feel bad because I, I needed to work, right? I needed to, to just shine in what I was doing and, and, and avoid it. I don't remember when exactly. I started saying it openly. That's crazy, right? Like, you know, saying it openly, like if it was a crime. <laughs> But that's what they told me. You know, that's they were like, he was like, you know what? They're not going to accept you. So you just say you're Mexican, you know, siempre que te pregunten, tú eres de Ciudad Juarez, you know, because my dad's from Ciudad Juarez. And that was it. You know, you never mentioned that your mom is Puerto Rican. Kind of screwed up. But anyway, that's how it was. Um, so, yeah, so it was just. Pues algo que la verdad, you know, I think about it now and it's just it's kind of sucks. So my whole career. So a lot of the people that know me for all these years, throughout these years that have known me and now they hear me because now I work for a radio station. So I work for uh, a company that has four different uh, radio stations. It has a regional Mexican format. It has like a lovey-dovey format. It has an urban like reggaeton kind of style um, format and it has sports. So I've worked 
this is cool. For me, this is cool. I've worked for all four four of those stations. Um, I can say because I do not know anybody else in the history of that company that have done what I have done in that company, which is work for all four stations. Yes. And I say that with pride because I worked hard to get to where I am in that sense. You know, I work hard to be able to accomplish that in my life. So, yeah, so I worked at the lovey-dovey format. I see más romantico and como estas, you know? And I worked at the regional Mexican format. ¿Qué les mandamos saludos para toda la raza? I worked at the sports because I broadcast sports and, you know, that's just real fast and, and I would have to make something up for you guys right now. But And I've also worked at that station where escuchamos a Bad Bunny. Esta canción fue Bad Bunny, por supuesto. We're going to leave you here with some more music aquí a través de... So I've been able to dive in into those different just have that versatility you know to be able to do it and dive in to my lado puertorriqueño you know just be able to actually use my accent that i use with my mom and my family on her side without any any fear you know or or anything now i've received comments where they've you know sent me messages like hey why are you faking to be puerto rican or they've le han preguntado, they, they've asked some of my friends, like, hey, why is Miguel trying to be Puerto Rican? Why, like, since when does he have an accent? And that's the thing. People don't know that. People never realized it, that that's what I am because I was told not to say anything. <laughs> Isn't that kind of screwed up? To me, it is, you know. But anyway, that changed. And and it was it feels good because I was able to tap into a different side of my my career or my talent or my ability that I never had the opportunity to do and it feels good I like it I enjoy it so yeah that's that's just how that is with my culture and and I love it I enjoy all aspects of it I've been to Mexico many many times now to the Ciudad Juarez I've only been once and that was I was fairly young as well I was I was very young when I went so I would like to go there eventually it's just to me and then a lot of people are going to say oh you chicken but you know what it's scary you know when you have all that crime in mexico and a lot of people say oh that's just the news that are creating that blah 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 um but still you know hey i'd rather stay safe here you know and if i'm going to encounter some kind of danger here well i'll encounter it because this is where i live and i didn't go out looking for it you know so that's where i stand with with visiting mexico i've been to uh guadalajara i've been to michoacan guanajuato and, and it's beautiful aguascalientes which i mentioned back in the other episode so i've been to mexico and i've enjoyed it and i enjoy mexico por supuesto and if you have me like if if we're at a party pre-covid if we're at a party and there's a guitar you best believe i'm grabbing that guitar and i'm gonna sing some vicente fernandez songs even though i'm gonna tell you uh by now you've most likely seen the vicente fernandez videos where he's groping the girl for me it's just so disrespectful on his behalf because he's taking advantage of his position of power because he's vicente fernandez right and and the girl probably didn't have the opportunity to react or it 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 could be the other way. She probably just enjoyed it and didn't say anything, and, and, and that's just what it is. But I, what she said is that she didn't feel that he was touching her. Now, I don't believe that because I know you're going to feel it regardless regardless of how much padding she had on her bra. But I, I, I talked to a couple of my female friends and my sister as well about this situation. My sister said, look, you know, maybe at the moment she felt so uncomfortable and didn't know how to react 
which could be the case. You know, I, I honestly think that could be the case. Or like my other friend said, you know, because she, I, I sent it right to her when, when I saw her comments. Ana, te mando un saludo. Um, I told Ana, I'm like, Ana, I thought about you when I, when I um, saw this because I posted it on Instagram, the video. And Ana commented, you know, no matter how much padding you have on your bra, you're going to feel it. And, and that's how she felt. You know, uh, my friend Ana, was, she was like, you know what? This is to me, it just doesn't make any sense. And honestly, it sucks. But there were so many other videos that started popping up about the same situation. But I'm like, why to this point? Why now? You know, because this video de la muchacha, la más reciente, this was two years ago. And it disgusted me because I was like, this guy's just taking advantage of his position. Now, will it make me stop listening to his music? No, because it is so iconic. It is so part of just our culture in general. And it sucks that it's him and he's doing this. But I, I just can't erase my memory because when I have a guitar in my hand, the first song that you're going to hear me sing is acá entre nos, you know so that's that's so unfortunate but anyway i think i rambled a lot about different things and that's the end for today thank you so much once again i can't thank you guys enough for joining me and i can't thank you uh, enough for just uh, you know continuing to subscribe and and talk to me about it and send me your comments i appreciate those i love you know being able to see uh to to listen to your uh comments about what i'm doing here so big shout out también to my boy carlos from guac pot um amazing podcast as well here in chicago that i, I the first podcast that i heard was his you know because i'm not I, i was never into podcast listening um i've always had this in the back of my head though that i wanted to to uh to do a podcast And then I listened to his and I was like, man, that's pretty cool. You know, so I've been in conversation. I've been talking with him a lot about, you know, just different things of what he does. And he gives me pointers. I give him pointers. And, and it's it's a cool relationship that we built. It's funny because, you know, we talked because we met each other like at events. He used to sing, you know, he used to be in bands and that's where I met Carlos. And, and so I knew Carlos from then, from my Noah Noah days, from my um, V Live days. No, my uh, OK Corral days and my Alamo de Aurora, you know, those were the days. And, and that's where I met Carlos, you know, so big shout out to him. Uh, obviously, they're doing great things with their podcast. So un saludo para ellos. And uh, that's about it. So next week, here you go. This is a tough one for me. And I'm going to try to get a friend of mine on the podcast podcast with me because she explained it to me to where I was like I can't believe it I can't believe that that was it I can't believe that that you felt that way I can't believe that that I did that now I can believe at some point in my life that I did do that but it was corrected to my knowledge to what I thought and I'm talking about just falling face first because my feet left the ground I'll leave it at that, and hopefully she jumps on. If she doesn't jump on, I'll definitely tell you what she told me, and, and we'll go into that in general and, and see exactly, you know, what what you can do to avoid it because it's something that you can't avoid. But me in my mind, early on, I couldn't avoid it, and then later on, according to her, I couldn't avoid it either. So I hope you guys join me next episode. That's going to be a milestone episode because it's going to be episode numero cinco. That's right, number five. So I hope you guys can join me for episodio numero cinco de eh, My Radio Life. Así que, thank you so much nuevamente. Los voy a dejar con esto. Please remember that no matter where you're from, no matter what your background is, be proud. Be proud of who you are. Be proud of what you represent 
Be proud of everything your culture represents and be proud of everything that you've accomplished in life. Never hide anything that makes you who you are. So I'll leave you with that. Cuídense mucho que Dios me lo cuide. Peace out, everyone. Hey guys, thanks for listening once again. Thank you so much for being here as well. Greatly appreciate each and every one of you guys. Thank you for subscribing. If you have not done so, que estás esperando? Do it right now. Go ahead, subscribe. You can also follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube as Miguelón Chicago. Cuídense mucho. Until next time.